Thank you for choosing to listen to the Monkey Tell podcast, a bi-weekly show about games, geek life, and the internet. I am your host, Bruno Pinto, and I'm joined as ever by my friends slash co-hosts, our very own geek queen, Joe Taylor. Hello. The platinum destroyer, Marius Dunkley. Morning. And El Capitan, Ben Jenkins. Bonjour. The platinum destroyer. I love that. That's yeah. cool. I came up with, I think that would be a great uh, uh, name for a, like a PSN avatar. Yeah, to be fair. Probably taken already. Um, we'll start, as always, with a question. And Joe, do you want to tell us what uh, our opening question is? Yes, so our opening question is, which game world would you live in with the caveat that you're just a non-story critical NPC? And oh. that comes from Martin Gordon on the Facebook community. Oh, that's great. That's a good, good question. So well, do you want to start us off, Marius? Yeah, I would be a NPC from Shenmue. Nice. Because I could have a job driving forklift trucks in the day, and I could go in the arcade playing old-school Sega games like OutRun and Space Harrier in the evening. That sounds ace. Job sounds done. cool. Oh, and there's cats. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that, is a, that is a great, great answer. Uh, and uh, what, what is your answer, Joe? You're going to hate my answer, both, well, all of you, probably. Uh, my answer is I would like to live in the world of Abzu, under the sea. Yeah, I can see it in your face. I, I can see you hate, you hate it so much. <laughs> um, because I could be a nice little tropical fish, swimming around. It's all really beautiful and chill and just swim around, looking at things, having a nice time as a fish. I always thought you looked like a bit of a trout. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> So, sorry, uh, I run. The, <laughs> I run the joke three or four times in my head, and that wasn't getting any better. So I just, yeah. I just, uh, it's all good. I just yeah. went. I would it. expect nothing less. Okay. Yeah, actually, I would be a character from Abzu. I'd be the fucking big ass shark, eat the player characters, so and no other fucker had to play that game ever again. Okay, and uh, Ben, what uh, what game world would you live in? Uh, I quite like the idea of uh, The Witcher. Uh, those guys sort of wander around doing nothing going about their day um and it's yeah it's quite interesting i'm fucking useless <laughs> <laughs> okay this, this that's uh, our, our ban is uh, is uh, broken, uh, uh, broken. Yes. Uh, uh, self, self-inflicted that is i would be a non-playable character in a metal metal gear universe because um i think the way i thought about this answer is um who makes who writes the best non-playable non-playable characters you know, Hideo Kojima does. Mm-hmm. So I want to yeah. be uh, one of his great non-playable characters. Uh, maybe one of the bosses in um, in uh, in, uh, in Metal Gear. Um, yeah, but you might end up as one of the people that shits themselves all day, <laughs> <laughs> or, or or is just asleep for most of the time because you've been choked out by snake and put in a locker. Uh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I could be, but but then you know, but then. The game restarts and you're back again and you're back back yeah, uh, to shitting yourself all day all <laughs> over again until the end of time. Yeah, that, well, that's my answer, and uh, um, you guys have to, to live with it. No, it's a great answer and a great question. So thank you very much, Martin, and also anyone out there who'd like to leave us some more questions for future podcasts, you can do so on the Facebook community group, and also you can find us on Twitter as well, which is at Monkey Tail UK. Uh, our next uh, segment is that looks interesting. This is our new segment where we talk about. Um, a particular story of the uh, you know in the gaming world that ha- has happened in the last few weeks that you know it tickled our fancy or or, or uh, definitely raised our interest um, and uh, we'll start with Joe yes so distressing news from the world of Tekken Seven Roger the boxing kangaroo is not in Tekken Seven was Shit. was Roger in only on three I'm, I'm, I'm thinking no no he's been in yeah. quite a few I can't. 
tell you exactly. And all we of have. Them. I think um, he's been in all of them since three. Okay. Perhaps I might be wrong on that. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I don't like him. No, I mean, yeah, he was never a character I played that much, apart from like to get the story ending and, and, and stuff. And to, and to be honest, for you, Joe, uh, a devout uh, vegan and uh, lover <laughs> of animals, there's nothing worse for for me that when I see videos on Facebook or uh, on YouTube of uh, kangaroos fight and people 100%. fighting kangaroos, it's it's a terrible thing. So actually, you know, well, to be fair, this the viral video in question. So the reason this is the reason he has been pulled from the game is a little bit of an overreaction, perhaps. Um, in that he has been removed from the game because there was a viral video that had a man punching a kangaroo um, and he, they didn't want people to replicate this behaviour, which is 100% fair enough. But there is a bit more to the story than first appears. And in this viral video, essentially, the kangaroo is attacking the guy's dog and is going to rip the guy's dog apart because kangaroos are notoriously vicious and that he was you know, trying to get the kangaroo off his dog. So there, there is a, you know, a little bit more to it than meets the eye. But of course, you know animal rights people can go a little bit far and even though i'm a vegan yes and i'm into animal rights and stuff they do take things a bit far so obviously the uh, developers have decided it's not worth their effort to keep roger in tekken 7 this time round. so no boxing kangaroos okay that's fair enough and uh, bye bye roger then i guess yes bye bye uh. <laughs> <laughs> <So weird. laughs> was uh, was there an alt character like an alternate costume Oh, was, it, was it a dinosaur, perhaps? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. would that be removed as well, or would that be a... Probably because it was just an alternate skin, I imagine. But uh, there are other fighting animals in the in the game. So, like, the panda is still in it, and the bear. Kumo... Kumo is it Kumo the bear? Kumo the Kuma. bear? Kuma the bear. He's still in it. Um, I like Kuma. So that there are Kuma still fighting animals in it, but just not a kangaroo, because it's skirted too close oh. to this this video. That's right. He's a panda and, and a bear. It depends on, on the on Yeah, the skin. it's like a costume switch. Ah, okay. Yeah. That's what it is, yeah. 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 Well, that's great. That's really good. And uh, Marius, uh, you, you've written something here about some some game called Bunkrish. <laughs> yes. Um, s- someone someone's uh, uh, I think dug into the code or something from Bayonetta. Uh, Bayonetta. They recently released Bayonetta on on PC um, that hints that Vanquish is going to get a, a PC release, um, which is fucking amazing news. Vanquish is a brilliant brilliant game. Love it. So Any the, excuse to play it again. For, so somebody that doesn't know what Bankers is, uh, obviously our listeners are, are, are very clever, so they do know, but if they didn't, <laughs> if, if you tell us what Bankers is, what type of game is it? <coughs> so it's made by Platinum Games um, with um, Shinji Mikami of Resident Evil fame was, was uh, I think, director on, on this game. Um, it's, it's a third-person shooter, um, so it came sort of after Gears, so... Um, a few years after Gears, I think, where all third-person shooters uh, involved in you running from one bit of two-foot-high piece of wall to another two-foot-high bit of piece of wall and then popping out and shooting people. Um, But it completely turns that on its head because you're in this sort of um, power suit thing so you can um, sort of glide around um, on your knees while shooting people as sort of a a bullet-time-type mechanic... Um, and it's you're constantly moving. You never you never really stop. Um, and I absolutely loved it um, when I played it first time around on PS4. Um, Platinum trophied it. PS3. PS3. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um, Platinum trophied it. Um, one of the trophies, probably about the hardest trophy I've ever done. It was nails. Um, but loved it. 
Uh, okay, so I'm, I tried to play it because Marius recommended it, and uh, it was good. I played it on, on a 360. I, I, didn't, I couldn't quite get into it, but I, I really enjoyed what they were trying to do. So I'm looking forward to, to playing it, if it does come out on PC, to play it in, in, playing it in 60 frames you know, uh, uh, per second, etc., etc. Um, but, um, uh, well, my question is, Marius, are you going to try and, not Platinum, but get uh, all the achievements on Steam if, if it comes out on Steam? <laughs> um, you are the platinum I, destroyer. I, yeah, but they're not platinum, no, so true. they're not. Um, as, they're not as good. As yeah, I, I, I don't, don't care anything. about them as much. Um, and you know what? I think part of that is they don't make a very good noise on Steam. Yeah, it makes yeah. a difference. <laughs> it genuinely does make the, a difference. The trophy um, noise on PlayStation is beautiful. Um, but I'm, I might be tempted. Is the honest answer, <laughs> but I'm not sure I've got what it takes to do that final trophy again. Okay. It very nearly broke me. <laughs> That's very good. Uh, ben hasn't got one story because he, he, well, does, he doesn't listen. <laughs> you say that. Oh, does he? Obviously, yeah. it wouldn't be um, a topical news show without mentioning, uh, obviously, the uh, Scorpio specs got uh, looked at, which uh, I'm, le- I'm guessing, Bruno, you were going to talk about a little bit because uh, you like your, <laughs> your 4Ks and 60Ps and... All that stuff. So I'll hand it over piece. to you to, uh, to explain about the Scorpio. Piece, so what, what is, dear listener, what Ben has done there is he, mm. he, if he didn't do a, 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 his story for, for, for the week. I didn't so, do my homework. So, so, so then he looked at, at show notes, saw mine, and like, oh, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. no, no, I didn't actually look, to be honest. Right. So, yes, you're right. Uh, uh, Scorpio um, specs have been announced, and that was my, uh, certainly uh, the most interesting thing that happened in the last two weeks um, for me. What I find interesting, I'm not going to bore you with what the specs are, uh, because Thank you. because uh, I know you guys are probably not interested. But what interests me is how powerful it's going to be. We're talking something that's going to be, you know, at least twice as powerful as, as the PlayStation 4 Pro. It will be able to run games natively uh, in 4K, like uh, you've uh, and they've already showed the tech demo of Forza uh, in, in 4K. It looks f- fantastic. Uh, and I'm really interested to, to, to see what the price point is going to be. Mm. And I think, um, and what VR support is going to have, if any. I mean, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a given that it will have some VR support. But is it going to be their own headset they're going to do? Or are they going to do um, uh, Oculus support on it? It certainly is powerful enough to, 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 to run a, um, you know, uh, Oculus uh, on it. Uh, and um, I think it's uh, shots fired. Uh, literally by by by, um, by um, uh, Microsoft, and I'm looking forward to more than likely seeing the console at E3. I think it's going to be announced at E3 with with some games. I think they're going to well, not announced. It's been announced already. But here's what it looks like. Here's the games that are going to come out. Here's what they look like. And uh, the other great thing about that is going to be people going like, "Well, it looks the same," because they're looking at the 1080p screen and uh, they cannot <laughs> see the difference uh, from 4K to, to 1080p. Yes, Ben. Uh, is it currently what you what we know now? Is it something that has piqued your interest enough to to get it in comparison with your PC, well, well, um, or are you quite happy sticking with the uh, the master race for for uh, the foreseeable future until yeah. more information's yeah. uh, re- revealed? Uh, I think we talked about it before. I mean, I'm not the target audience for, for, for this console. No. The, the target audience for this console, funny enough, is somebody like Marius. Yeah. So what I mean by that is. Um, 
not so much. Okay, Marius doesn't care so much about how, what games look like. But what I'm talking about with somebody like Marius is somebody like that appreciates, wants to play the latest games, wants to play great games, but he doesn't want to be faffing about with settings, trying to uh, to to get this to run this way, run that way. If you can have something which is very powerful with great ex- exclusives, this is the console for him, right? Uh, um, for me, because they any exclusive is, is, is going to be available on PC as well, and my PC is uh, more powerful than th- this console will be. And uh, because you keep upgrading PCs, you always yeah. stay ahead. I'm not the target audience for it, but somebody with disposable income, this is going to be expensive. We're talking this is probably going to be about 500. Well, in England, for probably I'll say about well, actually because of the pound, probably 500 quid. Yeah. I'll, I'll don't be surprised. But for 500 grid, you can make your own gaming PC, but it's not going to be nothing, you know, nothing super special. So f- um, for this, where you have games coming out in 4K that have been designed specifically for this, because with PC gaming, what happens is a developer will make a game, and then uh, they'll make it make the game work with lots of different types of setups. But you, you cannot account for every single setup. This person might have this type of graphics card with this type of processor, with this much RAM, etc. Doesn't matter how expensive your PC is. You could have a very expensive graphics card, but you, but you may be bottlenecked elsewhere on, on your on your system. When the developers know exactly what uh, what the hardware is going to be, i.e. Scorpio, and it's something very powerful, they can make something look fantastic, as you see with with co- normal consoles anyway, PlayStation 4 with Uncharted 4, etc. Yeah, I think the, the the key, as with any console release, is going to be the games and how they, what games are available on it and how they approach them. It's going to be interesting to see... Um, what differences they're able to do between the Scorpio games or the same game on Scorpio compared to it on the Xbox One because having that bigger gap in power are they going to focus on the Scorpio development and have released games on Xbox One that perhaps don't run very well Um, or are they going to have a middle ground and not quite use the the power of scorpio as much as they could i think it's going to be like the pc you know like uh, you, with the pc you have your low settings or your medium settings uh, and but then you can have your ultra settings with the uh, ambient ambient occlusion put on uh, further field of view a better mm-hmm. resolution i think it's going to be like that which is similar to what playstation 4 uh, uh, pro is trying to do the big difference here is what they're saying is every game is going to be improved so um, so um, with this, so, so even games that ca- that come out before uh, are going. It's going to be improved. They're going to have better f- better frame rates. Uh, they're going. They're just um, going to run better um, as well. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think it'll be that. I don't think we'll be any see any f- new features, uh, unless it's going to be something like this is a VR game and you have to have the PS, the, the um, Xbox yeah, whatever it's going to be called. Um, Scorpio. I, I think they should keep the name. I mean, uh, don't you think uh, it would be awesome if 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 uh, if they kept the, the project names? You know, I like quite uh, like Scorpio as, <laughs> as a project Scor- name. But uh, I- Neo was so much better than PlayStation Pro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, keep your um, keep your um, uh, project names. I say, right? Okay, so that uh, was uh, that, and we will move on to our playlist, uh, the games we've been playing uh, this past um, month, and. Um, We'll start with you, Joe, mm-hmm. because you've been quiet uh, uh, when we're talking about Scorpio. I, I can see your eyes glazing over because <laughs> you're like, they're talking Microsoft. I just, no, I just have nothing to add further, mm. really, because it's not my area of expertise. What remains of Edith Finch? Yes. What is this? So this is the new game from Giant Sparrow, uh, the developers of Unfinished Swan. Um, it's out on PS4 and PC, I think. 
Um, yeah, so it's it's a game very much in the vein of things like Gone Home and Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, that kind of story-driven uh, narrative experience. It's a short game, again, kind of like Gone Home. You can finish it in a couple of hours, no problem. Um, and it's a lovely it's a lovely story, very well told. Um, if you go into it expecting it to be exactly like Gone Home, it will be doing it a bit of a disservice because there's actually a lot more going on here. Um, you do more things. There's more interactivity with the environment. I'm loath to say too much because it is the kind of game that benefits from playing it with as little knowledge of what's going to happen as possible because the, the turns that the story takes and, and the way it tells itself uh, are really quite sort of interesting and uh, uh, quite clever. Um, yeah, it's, it's a story of, a, of this girl, Edith Finch, who goes back to her childhood home. Um, her entire family is dead. And it's it's not like it's not like a murder mystery type thing where oh what's happened to them you've got to figure it out it's not that kind of story it's more about the family and why they think they've been cursed and what else is sort of going on within their family sort of under the surface and it's yeah it's a really it's a really interesting game it's really nice the visuals are really nicely put together um, yeah, I, I very much recommend it if if people kind of are interested in that sort of game. You compared it to two similar games. Mm-hmm. Everyone's gone to the Rapture and gone home. One of those, <clears throat> excuse me, one of those is genuinely brilliant. Mm-hmm. The other one is not. Yeah, I don't agree. Which which one is this closest to? Is this closest to genuinely brilliant, i.e., gone home, <laughs> or is this closest to everyone's gone to the well, Rapture, i.e not brilliant i loved everyone's gone to the rapture i actually think it is a brilliant game um but this is closer to gone home okay. in terms of the story and the delivery i'm sold it is it is very good i think you'd like it yeah I, yeah i, 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 like I have i have been interested in it so but uh, I'm yeah to go. it's i mean i'm always going to enjoy a game like this where there's a there's a story and it, there's a little bit of intrigue and it's really nicely told and um the music's really good it's got a lovely score but it's not like an intrusive score there's times where there is no music at all and it just lets you kind of explore at your own pace and what's quite interesting is that the house itself kind of has its own character i think at one point the character says something like it's always felt a little off like it's a smile with too many teeth um and so it's that kind of sort of slightly creepy but not too creepy environment um that doesn't detract from what the story's trying to do in terms of characterization so yeah it, it's i definitely recommend it um anyone who's into those sort of games should enjoy this yeah it's definitely something that uh i i was interested in beforehand and now yeah. you're saying gone home and everybody's gone to the rapture which i also like um mm. so uh, no i, I preferred I, I it to gone home up. i think it's better than gone home myself because oh really gone home is great gone home is absolutely brilliant in in how it tells its story but for me, I found that this game was more engaging for me personally. Okay. But yeah, it, it, it's very good. I do like Gone Home. And it's, it's only a, a couple really of hours. Game, it takes so. a couple of hours to play, so most people could fit this in into their schedules. Cool. Yes, very good. Okay, that's uh, that's great. Um, doesn't sound like it's the type of game for me. But, I don't uh, think. Yeah, I don't but, think it's for you. But but, uh, but uh, that's fine. Uh, I have been playing a game called The Sexy Brutal. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now this is um. Uh, a very interesting, <laughs> interesting game that I think uh, you specifically, Joe, would, would um, really love it. It's a, a, an adventure puzzle game uh, with the time mechanics. So uh, think Grand Hog Day. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're in this you're in this um, mansion. Um, I think it's a casino actually, and um, murders are going on around you, and you can walk from room to room. 
and uh, spy through the keyhole, see what's happening in the room. You can never be in the, inside the, the room if somebody else is there. And the the the, the whole there's a twenty four hour clock and the, the, the actually no twelve hour clock and the, the time is, the time is going. And uh, you hear a gunshot here. You hear somebody going through the window there. And you have to 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 go around this the, the all these various rooms and um, look to see what's happening, um, who's killing who, how are they killing it. So then you might you might go to a room and you see somebody drinking a, a glass of uh, something and then dying. So then you go, okay, so that glass was poisoned. So then you might have to start the, game, the, the day again and try and spy to see who brought that glass in. When you know who brought the glass in, you need to try and follow that person to, to the source. So then you, you might have to go there again on, when you first start the day again and do something to that glass so that glass is no longer poisoned. Kind of like Cluedo. Exactly like Cluedo, but with the Groundhog Day mechanic mm, of... That of, cool. of, uh, And the gr- good thing as well is whenever you spy somebody doing something, it stays on your map as, as an action. So you can look at your map and go out through the day. You can scroll through the day and see where they go. But if, you, if you're not looking at them, let's say you're looking at somebody on, on a room and then they go into another room. If you follow, quickly follow and go and look through the door where they went and see what, which room they go again, when you look in your map, you can see they went from here to there to there. But if you only look at them for like a couple of minutes and then go elsewhere, when you look at your map, you see them for a couple of minutes in that room, but then you don't know where they've gone because you, you, you haven't learned that, that so far. Uh, you can also look at people putting in uh, uh, numbers on a keypad, for instance, so then you know the, the keypad combination for that room. It, it's it's rather excellent. It, it sounds it sounds brilliant. Mm. It is brilliant. It does sound really good. It's a weird name, but it's brilliant. It's the name of the, it, the it, casino. Um, and it, yeah, um, I, I understand. What's that. it on? Is it it's it, on PS4, right? Okay, it's funny you should ask. It's it's on everything. Uh, but the 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 publisher asked asked me to to tell you guys that the game is also out on uh, on uh, physical format. It, it was out from the 25th of, of April, so you can buy it. Uh, nice. Uh, uh, ni- nice little. Uh, a case for it uh, and have it, you know, uh, in your hands if you if you if you like that. I I don't mind. I like I don't mind a digital game, but some people like to sniff I the like, manual I and like a and, game. and put yeah. put put in your. It's it, it's brilliant. Um, other things you do once you save somebody, uh, they all have masks as well. That's another thing they have. And once you save somebody, you you, you get their mask and you learn, you get you get gain a new ability. For instance, you might you might be able to hear sounds better because another mechanic is you can hear for sounds, see what what's happening in other rooms. Uh, uh, there's one where uh, you you, you uh, gain, gain the ability to operate uh, like these grandfather clocks that are scattered around the, the the building. And what you can do with that is you can take time back two hours or go back to. So you can uh, you don't have to start a day old uh, every time. There's other ways to manipulate time. Uh, I haven't completed the game, but what, I got to a point where you see somebody hanging themselves and like, oh shit, how do I mm. stop that? <laughs> so it's it's brilliant. I mean, it sounds really cool. It, 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 it is brilliant. Right Everyone, and it's like. Like fifteen quid or something on on, on PSN. It's uh, it's it's a no brainer. It looks great as well. And uh, essentially, you just need to try and save all the guests. Uh, and uh, and the thing is, you'll save you'll save a guest, and then and then you you move on to try to save the other one. I'm assuming the the final ga- the final thing is you you need to do a run where you're gonna save all of them uh, uh, at the same time. Yeah, it's great, and that's the sexy brutal. So uh, I, I urge you all to try that game. Um, right, so Marius, you've been playing uh, Unravel. So this, this game has come out a, a while oh, ago, hasn't I it? I like this game. Yes, it did come out a while ago. Um, a year or a couple of years, maybe? Yeah. Can't remember. Something it like was, that. It was It'll last do. year. It was last year. That's a year then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Ubisoft game. Um, really good, actually. I like it. Um, I've 
I could sum it up in one word, but that would make for a boring segment. Um, charming is how I would describe this game. It's just really cool. You play a, a, a wool-based creature thing. Um, <laughs> and so He has a name. Yeah, I was going to say, what's his name? His name is Yarny. Yeah. 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 Who is a wool-based creature thing? <laughs> um, and uh, it's a, a sort of side-arm platformer. Um, he's always unraveling, hence the name. So um, you have to, um, you, you'll get to certain stages if you've um, not taken a, a direct route through the particular um, section that he actually runs out of, of yarn, so can't walk any further forward. So you have to go back and, and, and pick the, the sort of correct route through the level. Um, it looks brilliant. It's really um, nice sort of, very realistic sort of three um, D sort of backgrounds. Um, Photorealistic, I think, is the word, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's one of those games where the rocks do actually look like rocks. Um, <laughs> we, we like those. And, and that was that's another going back to the what remains of Feet and Features. Another game yeah, of that of, of on that ilk. Um, yeah, and um, there's some uh, quite. Um, cool sort of physics based physics based puzzles um yeah re- really really nice game it was uh i would i would describe it as a very good sunday afternoon game is this one of the games that came um, free with your paid subscription to psn no it wasn't no. a completely free um ps plus game no um it it, it was uh, i think it was on on one of the sales I've, I've had it for several months but just only just got around to it I like it. It's okay. good. Yeah, I remember I played it when it came out. It's a lovely game. I really enjoyed it. I, I own it, obviously. I think I own it on Origin. I think I have it on Origin, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, one of mm-hmm. the many platforms you can buy games nowadays. Uh, I'm all for it. I, I would like to have one where I have all my games, but I, I understand why there needs to be yeah, more. Yeah, you, you have to have that. Right, uh, Ben, are you Okay. I'm okay, Good. I think. Hanging okay. in there. What, what, uh, what game are you going to ask me about? I'm going to ask you about Snake Pass, because that looks awesome. It is. It is really good. Um, no, I've really really enjoyed playing it, actually. Uh, you are a snake, and you... Uh, Noodle. No- Noodle is, is the Aww. snake, yeah. He's a little uh, little corn snake, I, I believe. But uh, Yeah, so you take control of Noodle by slithering like a snake, Um what like physically? I know not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, to, to to go faster, you um you wiggle the uh, the analog stick, um and uh, yeah, basically you've got to traverse uh, different environments, uh, collecting orbs, um which is uh, it's, it's not as so easy as it sounds. It's a pl- platformer, like a three D platformer it, in, yeah, the, in the ilk of something like Mario sixty four and um and uh, yeah yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a three D platformer, I guess, um, without any of the jumping, guys. without any of the jumping, because <laughs> um, snakes don't jump. But the the way that the the mechanics work um, to to get up and around things, um, uh, you know, there, there is a tagline on, on on the game of think like a snake, and you you would kind of run into things thinking, well, I'll just go straight up, but you have to. You have to think about how you're going to curl around the the environment to to collect these orbs. Um, and as, as the game progresses, you, it gets harder and harder. But you get better at doing it. You, you learn the physics of the uh, the way the snake moves, uh, with the way the environment moves, um, and you kind of get into a flow of climbing up and around things. And you realise that uh, you know you, you very quickly get to the top of a uh, a pole, and you think, oh. I've done that quite quickly. And then you see the next section that you need to aim for and you think, well, how am I going to do that? 
Um, but as I say, eventually you, you do get used to the controls. However, uh, if you don't play it for a few days, or and then you come back and, and you forget. you're forgetting how to do everything, um, and yeah, it takes takes a little bit of practice to uh, to, to to get back to the, used to the controls and the, the movement of your body and your head. Yeah, we played this game. I mean, I played this game at uh, EGX, uh, the the last EGX we've done. Uh, and uh, I thought it was brilliant. Did you play it at all, Mary? No, I, I didn't. I, I saw it, but I, know, I never mm. got around to actually playing it. it does yeah, I watched cool. you play it. It looked really good. It's it's definitely... Uh, it looks charming, colourful, kiddie-like. Um, it's not for kids, though. It's a, it's a quite a frustrating puzzle platformer in, in so respect. What do you mean it's not for kids? You mean in difficu- difficulty, not in content? Uh, yeah, no, in difficulty, it's it's um, not that sort of snake. No, not, not, not that sort of snake. Um, but no, the the mechanics are, are it's not necessary to pick up and play. You have to. Uh, it's one of those you need about. to you need to do the tutorial. To be fair, yeah. when we were young kids, we were playing super hard games on Mega Drive and stuff with no trouble. So. That's true. Hold on, that's fucking true. easy Mega Drive games. Spectrum. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's that's how I was weaned on the, on the world of gaming. Okay. <laughs> All right, granddad. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm proud of it. <laughs> no, right. I will have uh, a, a more coherent review uh, published on the website uh, very soon. Okay. Uh, so apologies for my. No, that's fine. <laughs> well, very terrible. HR. <laughs> it's all, it's all right. You can account for yourself in the HR meeting. You don't need to do it live <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> all all the reviews. We don't ma- write many reviews. Most of our reviews are are in the podcast. But uh, you can obviously look at our blog, which is uh, at monkeytail.uk. So that's www.monkeytail.uk. That's where we have our blog with all our reviews. Right. Okay. That's great. Thanks for that, Ben. Uh, Joe, you've been playing mm-hmm. a demo. Yes, yeah, so uh, Prey, the new game from Arcane Studios and uh, obviously published by Bethesda, um, is out very soon and they've released a demo of essentially the first hour of the game. Um, yeah, so I was kind of intrigued by this game already. I like Arcane as a studio. I think they do really good work, like Dishonored and Dishonored 2 are fantastic. And obviously Bethesda are usually pretty reliable. And yeah, so this, this is, this is, uh, this is pretty good. It's quite weird, but that's a good thing. Um, so you're, you're kind of, uh, you play either a, a male or female character of, I played the female character who's called Morgan Yu. I, I assume you play a male version of that character um, in if you choose that. And you, you're essentially having tests done on you and it all feels like you're perfectly sort of happy with this and, and everything's going along and everything. But then things, of course, start to go wrong. There's some alien creatures called mimics that start to make things awkward and other things happen that I won't go into because of story spoilers and things. But yeah, it's really interesting and it sort of um, is a shooter that does things that I've not seen many shooters do and I think the full game could be very good. I mean, I heard this game described and I think Ben has played it as well so you can tell me if, if, I'm, if, if this is true or not. I heard it described as... Bioshock in space. Yeah, is, is this yeah. is this what we're going here? Because if it is, I'm sold. That's possible. Yeah, that's probably fair. It's hard to say from the first hour because really, all the most thing they're doing is setting up the story and the characters and the environment. But yeah, I can see it being along those lines. And by the way, Ken Levine, go on. Bioshock in space. Just get get, get it done. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't he already done that though? System shock. Yeah, surely yeah, Bioshock yeah. in space. It's more that Bioshock is system shock underwater. 
absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a game by Shaq. Oh, fantastic. Uh, I'm excited about this spray. It looks mm. good. It does look very yeah, good. Me too. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And uh, go ahead. No, I, I only played uh, the, the demo briefly, um, but it's it's definitely piqued my interest. There's definitely uh, a feel to it where the, the sort of it's the solve puzzles in your own kind of way. Yeah, um, and, and it's the things that apparently in the main game you can because of the way like you have these neuro mod things and because of the way the the story is going to go and and things like that you can turn yourself into things yes and it looks like it could be really really weird which is great i like something that's a bit different and in the demo at least you have this gun called a glue cannon which essentially fires like big sort of styrofoam sticky glue things that turn enemies into glue which you can then smash with a wrench and that's very fun (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and you can also use the glue cannon to sort of build bridges to yeah, places yeah. that you wouldn't it's normally quite, get it's to. It's quite interesting. It's, um, it's a bit of a different sort of mechanic. So yeah, so I think I think the full game's definitely going to be worth checking out. Um, it's uh, out very soon. I'll probably be picking it up. It looks good. I I don't tend to play demos anymore because I, I hardly have enough time to play games anyway. But uh, but one thing I really like is to like sexy brutal. I knew it was good, but I wanted to you just start playing it. You know a bit about it, but know enough. And then and then I like I like the discovery of like oh wow this is pretty cool. I like discovery game as I'm playing it mm. um, but um, this is a game I'm interested in and, uh, and I'll be yeah I looking. think you'll like it I'm going to be getting it on PC at some point mm. and tr- turning the graphics on to pretty and playing it a <laughs> <laughs> uh, game that certainly hasn't got pretty graphics but it's pretty cool sounding at least is uh, <laughs> Kung, Fu, Kung Fury Street Rage <laughs> <laughs> excellent yeah. um, so this is based on the the, the short film um, Kung Fury which if you haven't already seen um you very much should see it it's only half an hour long it's available on netflix um certainly in the uk i presume it is elsewhere as well um it's very funny it it has a uh anthropomorphic arcade machine it has uh kung fu hitler it has (laughs) triceracop um that's my favorite it's just just... we'll put a link uh to, to, for it on our show notes uh, by the way uh, all the games we talk about here we always p- put links to, to it yep. on our show notes and uh, you can certainly find them at uh, on your podcast app or you can go to uh, www.monkeytail.co.uk forward slash 64 which is the number of this podcast uh, yes mm. go ahead yeah so the, the movie is just 30 minutes of sheer bonkersness um, basically um, and, and the game um, as the subtitle is Street Rage I was going into it expecting this is just going to be like Streets of Rage. Um, and visually, it is that sort of style. It's like 16-bit um, side-on um, sort of uh, rolling beat-em-up type thing. But it's slightly different. I'm going to say it was originally just designed for for smartphones. Yeah, um, I played it on smartphones. Because, yeah, because you don't walk forward there's no like kick and punch button it's just left or right so you just um tap either left or right depending on where the the enemies are coming from um but it's really quite compelling it's good and actually quite difficult um in places it it does does get quite tricky which platform are you playing it on uh ps4 ps4 okay um, I think it's out on Steam as well. I think it's out on everything pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I suspect it probably does work better on a on a smartphone as well, to be honest, just with that left or right. I think you, rather than using a D-pad, I think it, it would work and probably be a bit easier on the on the smartphone. But 
um, it's good for, <laughs> for example, uh, so like I'm doing the story mode and each level is, is you play as one of the characters from the movie. Um, so they, um, they each have their own sort of thing. Like, uh, the Kung Fury is obviously kicking and punching. Some of the others do, uh, like have, have weapons and stuff like that. Um, Triceracop, for example, um, right at the start, he's like, um, I can't remember exactly what he says, but something about always go for the crotch shot. So, <laughs> so he always does. Everybody that you shoot, you, you always shoot them in the nuts every single time. And, and if Sniper Elite <laughs> shows us anything, is sniping Nazis in the, in the balls is pretty cool. Mm. But yeah, yeah it's it, obviously it, 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 it's quite ridiculous, but it, it's good. And it's one of those that just if you've got a few minutes. It, it, you stick it on for a, a bit of a bit of a chuckle. It's good. Okay, I think the, ga- the, the, the game, uh, the 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 Kung Fury was first available on on uh, the full movie was available on YouTube. It might still be there actually. So uh, I'll if it is, I'll link to that instead because uh, not everyone has Netflix. Well, it should it should be because the guy that made it, um, his YouTube account is Lazy Unicorns, mm. and that's where he originally mm. planned for it to be because it was a Kickstarter. So. Yeah. It should, yeah, it should still be If on it's still YouTube, there, yeah. I'll, I'll link to that instead, guys. Right, um, moving on. Uh, I have been playing a lot more of uh, Hollow Knight. We, we, I talked about briefly uh, on the last podcast, and um, oh, this is this is this is this is good. This is uh, this is game of the year good. You know, uh, it's um, it, it's going to be on my top five at the end of the year. I'm almost certain of it, unless the next six months are going to be. Uh, ridiculous uh, because the first certainly the first four five months of, of the year have been uh, pretty good so far if I had to describe it the game in one phrase side-scrolling Dark Souls that's what what, what this is oh my <laughs> so it, it, it is Metroidvania like, like obviously Dark Souls is you have uh, certain areas you cannot reach uh, um, or, or because of uh, you haven't got the right tool or uh, ability to, 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 to reach that area yet, be it uh, a, a, a triple jump or, 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 a, or a more powerful down strike, something, you know, like your, your typical Metrobrainer. It is that, and is the, 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 the way I say it's like Dark Souls is because um, whenever you die, you go back to the place you last rested. In this case, it's not bonfires, it's uh, just a, a, a bench. Uh, and um, you have a chance to uh, make your way back to where you died and get your um, not souls in this case your, your currency back but the, the, the big difference here which I quite like uh, unlike Dark Souls where you just go in next to your uh, your blood stain and you, you get your souls back you have to fight yourself uh, oh, right. <laughs> again to, to get your uh, your things back which is uh, like a shadow of your former self which is just uh, such a great metaphor and it's brilliant um, the game looks gorgeous I mean everything is hand drawn all the textures are hand drawn and it reminds me a lot of um uh, not a game, but a movie like Pan's Labyrinth. So, so um, at the surface of it, because you're, you're, it's an insect world, by the way. So uh, you're all insects, and you go in deeper, deeper underground uh, where you see other types of insects and uh, larvae and all of these things. At the top, it's very dark, but the further you go down, the the, the further you d- delve deep in, in, into this world, it's so co- colorful and, and and magical and and dangerous, actually. The boys, fi- the boy, boy, uh, boss fighters are excellent. Uh, so you have uh, b- the bosses that attack with se- uh, different attack moves. You have to learn the attacks. You need to, to learn how to counter uh, counter them. 
you, some of them you have to do the, the old three things, get them down, but others uh, you don't. Uh, others you, you, you think you're done, and then they just transform again. Uh, they're really proper tough. Uh, uh, some of the bosses, you know, I died like you know five, six times, and then you go like, I said, you know what? No, I need to go and uh, level up some some more. Uh, you, you can level up by uh, by uh, gaining more masks that give you more health, um, or, or and other things like like that. So. Um, uh, the, the other the other thing where I say it looks a lot like Dark Souls is all the areas are interconnected. So you start with in this hub world, and then you, you might go you might go keep going down, and then to the left, to the right, and then before you know it, you 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 work yourself way, way back to to where you started. And then you 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 look at the map, and it all makes sense. So so then you you can start uh, if you have to go somewhere, you can start thinking about how to get there. So it's rather than going this way, now I've opened this part, so I can just do, drop down and go and take take care of this boss, etc. It's um, it's great, and the other just finally the other thing I love about about it is the the score. It's just this melancholic score, playing uh, on the on the back. Uh, it's just so nice and understated. But then whenever danger starts happening and enemies start coming, it's, it just rises up. It's like an orchestral score just rises up, and uh, and uh, yeah, it's 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 a it's a masterpiece. It's great. It's fantastic. I love it. That is. Hollow Knight, and it's available uh, certainly on Steam. Uh, I think it's available on everything, including the Nintendo Switch, which or it's going to be available on Nintendo Switch at some point. It's uh, it's great, and if you like that type of thing, if you like your uh, Dark Souls, if you like your Rogue Legacies, if you like your um, things like Salt and Sanctuary, like that. I've never played that one yet, mm, but it was uh, good. Yeah, it was good. I you, never finished it, but it was. Really you will good. like this. It's um, it's it's got critical acclaim all over the place. You know, like uh, nines and tens all over the place. So it's it's that type of game. So yeah, go. Two games for me to this 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 uh, this, uh, this time only, but two great games, which is good. Uh, right, we move on to Snorfest. Oh no, sorry, uh, Final Fantasy X: <laughs> A King's Tale. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I'm going to keep this one short and sweet. It's it's it was a free game, uh, not with the paid for subscription, uh, but it's 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 only about two hours long. I think it's a kind of a Streets of Rage esque. Um, Side scroll and beat him up, uh, and, and it's set in the Final Fantasy universe, uh, where uh, King Regis, the king, is telling Noctus a bedtime story when he's a little boy, uh, and it's about uh, the, the the king's journey through uh, to to beat some monsters up. Uh, it's it's a beat him up kind of side scrolling thing. Uh, it's all right. It was free. Final I don't think any of us were expecting that. No, not at all. Not at all. I, I'm, I'm looking at my notes. I'm like, am I looking at the right game? Yeah, no, it's 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 a. I think they did a um a, a, a collection of spin-off stories and things uh, all in the same Final Fantasy 15 universe. Um, and yeah, this was a game that I think it was it was free for a couple of weeks. I don't know if it's still available. Uh, it probably. Is um, but uh, yeah, imagine Streets of Rage with with three button combos is, is that, about it. That sounds interesting. I, I'm going to have to look at this now. But, <laughs> but it's funny you should say that because you were talking about your uh, Vanquish on your uh, story earlier, and w- when they released Bayonetta, before they released Bayonetta, there was a side scrolling Bayonetta two uh, like uh, eight bit uh, style game. So the you know so I haven't played that. Have you, have you tried that at all? No. Look, look, looks interesting. Okay, that uh, doesn't sound like anything I thought you were going to talk about. No, no. it's it, it's okay. It's uh, it's, a it's nothing on, special. On what? I, I'm playing it on PS4, um, and I think um, as I, say, I think it, it's about two hours from start to finish, um, and it's 
you know, triangle to heavy attack, square to medium attack, and circle to block. Uh, it, it is that straightforward, and you know, there's a couple of combos. It sounds less boring than the name suggests. Yeah, yeah. you you'll you'll blitz through it very quickly. You kill stuff, um, and there's a there's a vague story which kind of goes along with it. it it's uh, I like the idea of having a, a, a game like like Final Fantasy or any other game where where this is the type of game it is. In this case, a Japanese R- RPG. Uh, but then we're going to release different styles of game about uh, on the, with the same story on the same universe. I quite I quite like that. So, so uh, in sometimes I think it can go either way if it's done with the wrong property in the wrong way. I think it can be absolute uh, shite. I'm thinking like something honest, like Portal, for instance. Portal lends itself very well to other mediums as well. Yeah, you could get a good kart racer out of Portal. I reckon. Yeah, that would be <laughs> interesting. I think it could actually. <laughs> Glados being one of the, one of the uh, portals open up and then it fucks you up. No, actually, you know, it could work. It could work. No. Maybe not. Uh, it certainly, portal uh, works really well uh, within the um, the vibe um, demo. Um, you know. Uh, World, whatever that thing's called, VR or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I was, uh, I forgot. Now, Marius, you've been playing a game called Bond or Bound? Bound. Bound. Yes. Um, You would absolutely hate it. Is this the Um, ballet one? Yes. Have you been playing in VR? Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah, in fact, we saw this at EGX. And Bruno just sort of looked at it with disgust <laughs> and went, no, I don't like the way she moves. <laughs> that, 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 was his, that, was his, that was enough for him to know that he would not like it. Um, and, and he would like it even less to, to learn that um, you don't really do anything hmm. um, in the game. Yeah, you, you just sort of walk around sort of abstract world, um, like Joe, Joe sort of mentioned to the... Um, your character sort of um, is a dancer, so um, moves around um, sort of like a, a ballet dancer, and in fact dances as a as a form of, form of defence to to stop things attacking you. You would like it, Joe. It would be your sort of thing. Yeah, I, think. I did look. In, I think it did look quite nice. Yeah, mm. um, and yeah, it works quite well in VR. How, how does it, is it? Just you're playing the game in a third person view. There's no extra special. VR mode. No, it's just you're it, it's, more immersed. In yeah, the yeah, it, it's yeah. Ju- it's just same third person view as if you were playing it on the, on on the flat screen. Um, but yeah, good sort of interesting um, sort of story in there, just told through um, in between each level. Not cut scenes, but you're in a like it'll take you to a a room. So it's in 3D, but it'll be like a um, it will build that scene as, as you're in there, so it's almost like a, a 3D photograph of a moment of the the, the story, which is quite cool. Uh, did you did you buy it off the back of the demo that we got released for VR, or have you had it already and you thought well, I'll give it a go? Um, I've downloaded the demo and I have played it briefly, and I didn't like it, but because it's VR, I thought oh maybe I'll give it a go, but. Um, yeah, so I was interested in it before. I thought it looked looked something that that, that I might enjoy, um, but not never played it until the VR demo came yeah, out, okay. and then um, I thought it actually worked quite well in VR. And then it happened to be in a sale for okay. a pretty good price. Um, so um, yeah, I went for it. I mean, I wouldn't wholeheartedly recommend it to anybody. Um, it's it's okay. It was good. I sort of in, enjoyed it. Yeah, um, 
again, it, it only took a couple of hours to uh, to run through. I think, um, and yeah, if you if you pick it up cheap, then then yeah, it's it's probably worth it. Like I say, again, a bit of a, a Sunday afternoon game if you've got a couple of hours to kill. It's all right. You're playing it on PS4. Yes. Uh, is there a win anything else you know, or just PS4 exclusive? I think it's PS4 exclusive, okay. but I'm not 100% sure. All right. Okay. And um, uh, finally, on this uh, on the, this episode's playlist, we're going to talk about uh, Overcooked, a game we certainly talked about uh, uh, before. So um, you've been playing a bit more of this, haven't yeah, you, Ben? I, I think I've talked about it briefly for the last couple of months. But uh, no, I love Overcooked. I had, I had some friends around, um, and we had... Uh, I've, well, I've only got three controllers, but uh, on on PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's just such a good fun party game, um, and again, drinking beer, shouting at each other, who's uh, who's chopping the onions? Where's where's the where's the where's the lamb sauce? Uh, we had good fun, and it's no, it's, it's good. yeah. I highly recommend Overcooked if you haven't it picked it up good. already, it is good. and you've got friends around and a couple of controllers. Uh, you will love to hate each other because someone's cocking something up. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I, I, I love Overcooked. Still recommended. Indeed, perfect. yes. Okay, perfect. And we move on to our final section, which is Why Don't You? And uh, Joe, you can start us off. Uh, uh, tell us uh, what we should try. Yes, so I watched a documentary on Sky Arts about movie posters. Uh, it's called 24 times 36 or 24 by 36, however you say it. And it's a movie about movie posters. Inches, yeah? Yes. Okay. Otherwise, it'd be a very small poster. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. It, it looks at the history of movie posters and through their golden age, where you had classic artists like the artwork behind movies like Jaws and Rage of the Lost Ark and things like this. Interviews with the key artists and looking at sort of some of the uh, interesting stories that kind of that happened along the way then it kind of covers where they had a bit of a sort of lackluster period where photoshop was the big thing and you'd end up with really generic movie posters where you have like the three main actors and the title and that's kind of it and and now it's kind of covering where movie posters are now where we're having a real resurgence with sort of alternative artwork so artists like jason edmiston ollie moss dan mumford and Gary Pullin, people like that, who are doing really great alternative pieces that are actually starting to become more of the mainstream pieces and movie studios are starting to use more of that stuff again. So it's a really fascinating uh, documentary. I watched it on Sky Arts, like I said. I think it's available on demand on Sky Arts if you have catch-up services. If not, you can get it on DVD, Blu-ray. I think it's on iTunes and Amazon and all that sort of stuff. Um, it's really good. Yeah, if you're any, if you're like me and interested in movie history and, and stuff like that, you should, yeah very much recommended oh, that sounds great and mm, I'm certainly going really cool, yeah. to look into it and uh, as always we, we put links to uh, all of the things we discuss uh, on our show notes so you can go to our show notes and and, uh, yes. and press the link and it'll take you to, uh, um, to probably Amazon in this case if it's available or there you can just uh, get it from there or if you yeah, have Sky you can, yeah. if, you, if you have Sky obviously you can uh, try and find it there um, Ben you have um, Ready Player One is this the, the, the book or the audiobook? Uh, I am reading the book uh, but I have also got the the audio book, uh, which I actually struggled with the audio book. Um, ben Ben, what's his name? Ben we, we, uh, Will Whedon. Oh, that's it. Yeah, he's um, he's a bit of an acquired taste. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think it's fine. I think just for me, uh, audio books, I prefer podcasts, shorter uh, bits of information. You don't have to pay as much attention. You can pick up and go. So yeah, for me, the audio book's not 
that great. It's, it's really However, the book is is uh, fantastic, and it's one of these books that's um, that's been around for a while now, I think, and a lot of people recommend it. And I've finally just picked it up, and uh, I'm probably about quarter of the way through. And, and Steven Spielberg is making a movie of this as we speak, and they is. were filming in Birmingham fairly oh, recently. Wow. Um, yeah, I think that's due for release next year. Yeah, that'll be interesting because mm. the, the, the stories um, so far has, has been has been really really good. But uh, the, the the thing about that is, it talks about about uh, about virtual reality, which is something that uh, we're only just now starting to realize. It's I actually listened to the whole audiobook. I I haven't got as much of a problem as you. Uh, but yeah, you're right. You need you need to be paying attention. Audiobook, you cannot with a podcast. You can just tune out for a second and tune out again what are you talking about oh let me get the juice of it oh yeah fine I'm back in with with with, with an audio book it's like nope I'm going to have to go back it's uh, like rereading a page but mm-hmm. you can't do that whilst listening and mm. uh, yeah uh, okay, that's uh, that's great. Uh, I certainly recommend the, the audiobook as well. But we'll we'll we'll, we'll link the book on, on our show notes. And um, uh, Marius, uh, you you got into the Badlands. Yes, I certainly have. Um, so it's a, a TV series um, by AMC. I, th- I think the Walking Dead people. Yeah, um, Breaking Bad as well. Correct. Um, it's on. Oh, I'm watching it via Amazon Prime. I don't know if it's available in other forms or places i'm not sure that's what the internet's for um but yeah it's excellent it's um sort of set in a a post-apocalyptic world so there you go liking it already (laughs) um and the the sort of setup is there the world is sort of run by these barons who who sort of each controls a a certain area so like one of them might control an area with with the like all the poppy fields for the uh, drugs and stuff, and then another one might control the the area with the uh, oil field in it, um, and then they have Mad Max, right? Yeah, <laughs> not quite, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Fury Road, you have yeah. the yeah, yeah, similar idea. Um, it's less brown than Mad Max, though. Oh, Mad Max is a less sand. Um, so yeah, and, and then they they all have their own sort of little. Uh, sort of armies of, of um, who are sort of highly trained um, to to kill everybody else, basically. Um, and yeah, it's just I, I really like it. It's really good. Um, the fight choreography is brilliant for a TV show. Most fight choreography in TV shows is shite, um, but this is genuinely brilliant. Um, some some real real good stuff in there um and very violent fight scenes as well which which is also good um it's just a few episodes into the second series now um nick frost's in the second series oh cool yeah um there's some other people as well lance hendrickson um, oh, bishop nice. from yeah, um, what's it there, there's um some stuff isn't so good like one of the main barons for example has a, a a terrible terrible weird accent going on um that's just like weird so some of the scripting and stuff is is, is not not brilliant but um yeah re- really good lots of action in there um very nice colors right good when you say it's on season two now, is it the weekly release on Amazon? Yeah, Amazon? Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah. So is the first season on there to yeah, catch f- up on? Yeah, first season's on there, and then second season is ongoing. I think maybe six episodes into the the second season at the moment. Every Tuesday that comes out. 
but I highly recommend it if you like sort of kung fu movies or martial arts flicks anything like that um, then give it give it a go alright okay and uh, my why don't you try and listen to uh, another audiobook you know <laughs> we were talking about earlier I, I, I really like audiobooks and I'm going to recommend another one this, this week I'm recommending The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Good job. Yeah. First of all, because it's it's a great book. And second, because the legend that is uh, Stephen Fry. Is he a Sir? Sir Stephen Fry? He should be. If, if it, he's not, if then they need to get be. on that. They, yeah. need, they need to remediate that. It will, it will happen one day, I'm sure. Yeah. Stephen Fry narrates this one, and he's just brilliant. Mm. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's just... Uh, I mean, can you... Can, quick, quick quiz. Can you tell me a game that Stephen Fry has narrated? Little Big Planet. That's the one. Well done. Uh, yes, there's great voice in it, and and um, and uh, it's a, yes, go ahead. It, about the best choice for that particular book as well. Yes. Yeah. He fits yeah. perfectly with that book. I might have to try that on the base, uh, regardless of what I've just said about audio. <laughs> <laughs> but Stephen Fry narrating. Yeah. That type of story, I imagine. He narrates the whole collection. As yeah. Well. So um, so um. You said the whole collection, so they, they've done all of the books with Stephen Fry. Yes. Yeah. So uh, the... Restaurant at the end of the universe. And restaurant so on, and thanks for the fish. So thanks for the fish. Nice. <laughs> all of those. I actually yeah. haven't heard all of them yet. I've only heard the first one, and I'm um, going to move on to the second one. And hey, guys, if you think, well, that sounds great. Um, uh, what can I listen to that? Obviously, we, 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 we hear... Uh, well, I particularly use uh, Audible. We'll leave a link on the show notes for Audible. And we'll also leave a link there. If you haven't got an Audible account and you want to create one, we'll leave a link on our show notes. You can go through it. You get a month free and uh, any game, um, uh, any game, any book for free. And after after the month ends, you can just ter- uh, quit your, your, terminate your account if you want and you keep the book forever. Uh, so uh, you get a free, a free book. You can listen to this one. You can listen to Ready Player One. You can listen to anything you want. Uh, and um, I personally have I've had the service for a couple of years now. Uh, and uh, I pay, I think I pay like seven pounds a month, and uh, that gives me one credit per month. And with that one credit, I can buy any book I want, even if the book is, costs fifty quid. I can buy it with with that one it's credit. Good. And um, because of uh, some books, as you guys know, it's like they're like fifteen, twenty, thirty hours. That's enough for me to have for 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 that uh, one month. Uh, uh, I, I really like it. I, I bought Alien Out of the Shadows before from it, and. Uh, I, I, I really like that service, and uh, we'll put a link on, on our show notes for, for that. If you, if you haven't got it already, you should you should should give it, definitely give it a try. That brings us to the to the end of, of the show. This was uh, episode number sixty four. If you like what we've done here, you can support us in one of two ways. Uh, well, the first way is very simple; it costs you nothing, and it is by pressing any of the links we put on our show notes. We have a little affiliate code on, on it, and uh, and if you go there and you you buy the product from from, from them. Uh, it costs you nothing more. It costs you the same. It would cost us if you were buying it directly, and we get a tiny bit of kickback, which helps us pay for hosting fees and 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 stuff like that, equipment and stuff like that. And the other way uh, is also free. You can go to um, iTunes or uh, your um, uh, service of choice and leave us a review. If you, uh, leaving reviews uh, means that. Um, uh, we jump up uh, in the ranks, and more people can see us. We get we get a bigger audience uh, that uh, that uh, will help our our uh, show grow. And uh, we'll be very grateful if you could take uh, five minutes just to to do that. Okay, so that's uh, how you can uh, help support us. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so by um, contacting us on Twitter or on Facebook. We're at Monkey Tail UK. 
uh, and uh, we'll, we'll put uh, links on both to how you can join our Facebook community group, which uh, is a growing community we have on Facebook. I think we have about, I think, about uh, 130 members. 163. 163 members at the moment. Uh, it's a great, great, great uh, Facebook group. We, we talk about games. We, we post cool stuff. And uh, whenever we have games to give away, we, we'll just put them there as well and, and giveaways and stuff like that. So, you know, why not join? You know, uh, join join the discussion, and uh, you never know. You might you might uh, get get something from it. So there you are. That's how you can get in touch with us. And um, thank you very much for listening. Okay, well that's all we have done for you today. I have been Bruno Pinto. I have been Joe. I've been thinking I really would like to be a character in Shenmue. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been severely hungover and sleep deprived. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Why haven't we not been doing this all this time? Because we didn't know any better. <laughs> we, d- we do now. Yeah, professionalism <coughs> isn't... Professionalism. Oh, we're, we're, we, we decided this morning we are now professional. Yeah. Because we've got headphones. But we still need to, um, we still need to portray an image of unprofessionalism. Hmm. It's a secret professionalism. Yeah, secret professionals. Thank you for choosing to listen to the Monkey Tail podcast, a monthly show... Oh, it's not monthly anymore, is it? Fucking <laughs> 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 change that. <laughs> we just changed that. <laughs> I'm still regular. laughing about that Spanish thing. Spanish uh, that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> or did, it, or did they call me Spanish what? Oh, you called me Spanish Noblord. I called you a Spanish Noblord. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need to see if that uh, domain is available as well. Spanish Noblord. <laughs> <laughs> I suspect it probably will be. Yeah. You're too close to the mic, Marius.